Welcome to another episode of the Peak of Existence podcast. I'm your host, Easton Davison, along with my co-hosts, Max Olson and Ryan Mowry. In this podcast, we will be capturing the thoughts of students and teachers on how much they push us to succeed further on past high school. The Peak of Existence is where we attempt to capture and explore some of the invisible aspects of Loveland High School. So let's get started. Mr. Lynn, thank you for coming in today. Yeah, thank you always. Well, for coming in today, Jack. Yeah, man. Um, we wanted to pick you, Mr. Lynn, because we think that you have the most raw answers, and you're gonna be completely honest. Dang, raw, huh? Yeah, right. I think you're Mr. gonna be the Lynn. Okay. Yeah, the okay. most honest out of all the teachers. I got you. Way to set me up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Um, so let's get right into it. Uh, yeah. How do your coworkers and teachers you know compare to the teachers you had growing up? Uh, so we're going back to the 1900s. Okay. Uh, you know, so my high school experience was in the 90s, as a minute ago. It's different, but not different, right? Like, I, I was just talking about this with uh, Clark. Um, I think in the 90s and before, a big thing that was different, very big, was adult culture and youth culture were like way different. Way different. Like your parents and your grandparents could not comprehend because they had totally separated themselves from anything youth. And I think a big difference now is that's not the case. Like, I know you guys want it to be the case, but your parents and your teachers and your grandparents know more about your life in a unique way. Like, they may not know everything digital that you guys are into, but they they, they probably know some of the music. You guys definitely know a lot of the music your parents. I never listen to them. Like, as, if I knew my parents listened to something, I would intentionally never listen to it again. And I think it's different. I mean, even like even when we're talking about in my class, hip hop artists that we we respect, Eason, like you're like, yeah, I like him. I like him. Like all the the, the guys that I listened to when I was in high school may not be your favorite, but you can like see why they're influential, see why they're cool. Yeah. And I would have in high school immediately been upset if anybody I liked was liked by an adult. I would have been like, this sucks. No, you know, fight, fight, parents, fight, everybody. And I just don't think that's the case. So I think we're a little bit more intertwined, maybe codependent. And I think that that affects our teaching. So the teaching is less master and servant. It's kind of like the way it was back is you just came in. You didn't like this teacher in the 90s. They may be cool, but you didn't like, you were not like, you would never call them by their first name. You would never do that. And it wasn't because it was like bad. It was just like, uh, just no relationship. Yeah, exactly. And I think now it's a little bit different. Um, it, there's still the tension between generations and everything, but I think we're a little bit more, like, okay with each other. And okay. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, no, it does make sense because, like, if you talk to probably any single girl on the volleyball team, their coach that also works in the building, right. they all have a fantastic relationship with sure, them. Sure, sure, sure. So it's probably easier in that classroom yeah, I, I yeah, and I just think I think even probably your parents are more involved in your lives than our parents were. Like our parents were like, get out of the house, get out of the house, yeah, go do stuff out there. But where now it's like they're coming to your stuff, they're involved, they're helping you choose things. You know what I mean? They're like really involved. Yeah. And I'm not saying that's good or bad. It's just the way it is, right? Like I know almost everything my daughter does. Like she's nine, 
like know the music she's into. I help her choose everything. And like before the two thousands, that really wasn't a thing. Like kids had to discover it on their own, and then they like they like gatekeeped, so like no adult could like yeah, get in if that makes sense. Yeah. So so I think teachers like. Like, if you look in our department, like, we really intentionally, and it helps that we're into marketing, we're, like, trying to figure out how teenagers think, how to, what they're into, what they, you know, and, we, and if you guys have had my classes, we talk about this kind of stuff. Like, we'll talk about music. We'll talk about yeah. where you guys are getting food at and stuff because it's interesting to us. And I think it's interesting for most teachers today. And I would say in the 90s, teachers were good in, in the same ways, but they would have never thought that that was important. They, yeah, they, you yeah. would have talked to somebody and said, do you think you should know what type of music your students listen to? They would have been like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. Why would I ever spend time listening to that stuff? Do so, you think that's like a part of your job that just like makes you enjoy it more? I, I like it. Yeah. But I, yeah, I don't know, man. I, I, think it's, I think most teachers are kind of like that. Like They may not be a, as like in our department. We're very mm-hmm. intentional about it. But I think even when we're talking, we're talking about what you guys are doing, what you guys are into, what's interesting. Oh, they were showing me this new app, you know, that adults are not into at all. Yeah. I remember when, like, Snapchat was just coming out for a lot of, like, high schoolers, right? And, like, high school teachers were interested. They weren't going to join. They weren't going to do it. But they were like, oh, how does this work? And there were discussions about it, right? Yeah. Where in the 90s, when the internet was, like, just taking off, they could care less. Yeah. They'd just be like, whatever. Just go talk to the computer teachers. So yeah. I think that's how the big difference is, if that makes sense. Yeah. Cultural. So you think that teachers kind of get more in touch with those students than when you were in high school yeah 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 well and i think i think both way like i could have cared less and i i get when i have students in my class you guys are always asking questions what about this what about this um to be fair even this podcast thing is like the ability for us to talk about this in a normal way in the 90s it would have been so awkward we would have been like oh what are they they trying to find out they're trying to like trap us yeah you know what I mean? Like, I don't. I, I would not trust sitting with an adult talking about anything, really. Yeah, yeah. Um, it would have been weird. There was very, like, a rejection of adult culture. Like, anything they liked, we, like, oh, went the opposite way. And that's always going to happen. But yeah. I don't know if that makes sense. I definitely see that, though. Yeah. Jack, I have a question for you. Uh, do you think teachers here at Loveland uh, try to guide you to be successful outside of high school? Um, for the most part, I'd say yes. It just really depends on the teacher. Like, I feel like some teachers do better than it, at it than others for sure. But, like, some classes, like every business class, we do SMART goals. I mean, it's five years, 10 years, and 15 years. I mean, I feel like that's a good representation of, out of like, your future out of high school. And, like, some teachers, we don't even talk about it. But I'd say for the most part, teachers do a good job about it. Yeah, and as a teacher, would you have to agree with that answer? Yeah, I mean, I'd hope. I'd hope most teachers are trying to get from the perspective of of how do we make kids not only learn, but how do we make them into successful adults? I, I know that's a big thing in our department is, like, they're only kids for a couple more years than they're, yeah. than they're adults. So it's not just about learning, although that's the main thing that we do. Um, it's about coaching them so that they understand how to navigate being an adult. Yeah. Um, I, you know, and it, it's like like you said, Jack, it, it's easier for our department probably because of the content, right? Like, it's harder to do that in, like, uh, ninth grade biology. You can. Yeah. But, like, you know, shoot, you have to teach the kids how to do an experiment, you yeah. know? Yeah. Hopefully that teacher can, can do it. But in ours, we're definitely talking about 
when you're at work 10 years from now, you're going to have to do sales. So let's yeah. talk about sales. So some content areas are set up for it, you know? Yeah, I feel like our math class, we do a good job about that because, I mean, we just did, like, stuff with geometry and it connected to the real world. Yeah. But, like, in my PE classes, you can't really, I mean, we just learn sports. I mean, if you're going to play at Mulder, that's, like, the only takeaway you get. And uh, this school in particular really wants to highlight that, right? So you have geometry and construction. You have algebra through manufacturing. You have, we're looking at getting kids possibly in a few years math credit through accounting, right? Um, and I wouldn't say that's the case at normal, at other schools, even in the district maybe. Um, but but I think the uh, the hard part is getting students to understand like, oh, we have all these opportunities. I'll, I'll have kids their senior year, every year, uh, usually in like an MWE class, be like, I had no idea some of these classes could have set me up for my work better, right? They're getting, they have a job and they're like, oh man, accounting, that would have been smart, right? Or if I could have, um, you know, done internships earlier. Mm -hmm. So unfortunately, a big problem in this school is not the opportunities, but like the lost opportunities by their senior year. Oh, I could have done those realize. things a yeah. couple of years ago, you know? I mean, I've had Jack since he, since he was a freshman. So, uh, but like Easton, I've only had this year. And like, probably like, oh man, we could have done these other classes and these other things, right? So. MWE, um, my class with you is probably the most beneficial class I've had in all four years here. Yeah, I mean. Like, it, realistically it, speaking, probably. Next time, I mean, like, just the basic, like, math and, like, sure, sure, sure. econ and stuff like that. I mean, when kids come back, they're usually talking from this class, the MWE, where we're doing, like, you're working in the community, we're learning how to do interviews, all that kind of stuff. Sometimes it's hard when you're in high school to see the value. I mean, you kind of. But I'll get kids come back at, like, 22, 23, that'll be like, yo, I've gotten every job I've ever interviewed for, and all I did was take that class, and yeah. it seemed silly at the time, right? But when you realize that most 21-year-olds have never practiced interviewing skills, and, you know, Easton's doing it when he's, when he's 18, you know, that sets him up. Mm -hmm. um, and, he, and I don't care if he sees it now, he's going to see it in a couple of years. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, I had a question for you earlier, Jack. Uh, going back to what Mr. Luna was talking about, relationships, your coach is Mr. Clark, correct? One of your coaches is Mr. Clark? Not really, no. What is he to you? <laughs> oh, he's just a good teacher, and I mean, I feel like I can tell him anything, and I like his class a lot. Okay, so do you think it's easier in his class than any other class in the building to, like, pass through or, like, get good grades in? Um, just depends. I connect with some of my teachers really well and all those classes are easy and he's one of them but I mean I'd say this semester I connect with all my teachers really well and they're all easy classes for me like like the important thing is to get that relationship yeah. somehow right so like Plus, it doesn't just feel like a lecture or something yes yeah, like because I've, I've walked in there and you got you and Clark are talking about class related stuff and not class related and, it, and yeah. if a student doesn't figure that out quick in high school and it's the same in college. Like, if you don't make those connections with your professors. You're just another name. Yeah, and, and the research shows that when you like the person that you're learning from, you learn more. That's yeah. just, you're gonna that, listen that's more. straight up this research base. Like, you're gonna you take can look your at it. Out yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think it helps, and I think Jack's probably figured out, like, 
Uh, and I always suggest that to anybody, like, when you make that relationship with a teacher, either in college or in high school, try to take as many courses from them as possible. So, because yeah. clearly that's that's clicking, right? Yeah. Um, and whether that's science uh, based or like a career tech with me, um, yeah, and I think Jack's done a good job of that, especially with Mr. Clark. Like, he, they, they respect each other. And, you know, and you guys can just, like, talk about sports or non-related school stuff, and I think that's important, too. I mean, I feel like all three of you guys have taken every single business class right, there right, is. Right, right, You know, I'm comfortable with all you guys, and we can joke around and stuff. Yeah, the comfortableness is a big yeah. thing. The more comfortable in the class, like, you can kind of relax and yeah. like, oh, okay, I can listen listen to the, what's going on oh, here. like, sometimes freshman year in math and stuff, like... The teachers just didn't do the best job of connecting, and I didn't really know much about them. And I mean, it was definitely a tougher class for me, I'd yeah. say. Yeah, yeah, it could be rough. I mean, I look forward to going to class. Like sometimes I just didn't like going to school, but yeah, and like, like to. in electives, we get that opportunity that a lot of core teachers don't. And sometimes I can feel a little bit of the jealousy because usually they have you in like ninth grade math, right? And it's like they just—they're never going to see you again. Yeah. So they have this one opportunity where with me, I typically can create that relationship in like an intro class. And I could see that student technically like all four years throughout, throughout the high years, school. Yeah. And they're choosing to be in my classes. They're not yeah. just like shoved because this, you know, you didn't need to get ninth grade math completed. Yeah. So we kind of touched base on this earlier, but do you think that um, the ones that who, the ones who want to understand in your class do or like effort equals success in your class? Yeah, so we talk about this like in depth in our department. Uh, I'll describe it for the people listening, but if, I don't know if you guys have been in my classes and you've seen this. We have this thing that's called like the levels of effort. Um, and then we have the areas of effort. And it's a thing that like we've developed over the last couple of years. So um, we're just kind of rolling it out. And it's like how we can get kids to like own their own education experience. So the areas, uh, and for those of you guys listening, uh, it's you know like a, just like a Venn diagram kind of thing. And I say that students have to be here, ready, and engaged. That's like a big thing. So I'm pretty strict on like tardies and absences because I'm like, dude, you gotta, like showing up is like a half of life, man. Yeah. Um, and then effort. Is like, are you trying? And then excellence, like, like, are you trying to do something good? And then those, so those are the areas. And then we have the levels. And I literally use this like color coded chart. That's like, are you just like opting out? And we see that a lot of you guys see it with your peers, and maybe you've done it throughout your high school experience, where you just like tune out, go to the phone, something, anything but the learning, right? Yeah, that's that's what all of my teachers have been saying about the seniors after spring break is that they just. Oh yeah, and that's historically right. That's been yeah. since like since we created school and we created spring break as senioritis. So every teacher is going to say that. And sometimes they're rough because I'm like, I don't know. I remember kind of tuning out. Like it didn't affect me that much. You know, you're kind of at the end. Um, but like we want to get you from like opting out to like excelling. And so, and you'll, you'll see that like every person's going to learn that it's either going to be in high school, college or work. Like they're going to force you to do good stuff. Yeah. So the quicker you can learn how to like, excel at something rather than just like this sucks yeah the i mean you can get up and walk instead of being dragged along yeah if imagine your dream job you get it let's say you get it at 26 you don't think by age 40 you're gonna be like this sucks yeah your dream job like oh my gosh 
everything eventually, you don't think your relationships, your friend, oh, this is my best friend, he's so annoying, he sucks. <laughs> you don't think you're going to get married, oh, oh, this sucks. Like, that's a part of life. And so my whole thing is, like, trying to get students to, like, I get it, but you still got to, like, do something and hopefully, like, do it well. Like, take pride in, in what you're doing, even if it sucks, man, because yeah. excellence is a habit. It's not just a one-time act. Like, yeah. you can only get good at something is if you keep practicing getting good at other things, right? Mm. So if it's music, if it's sports, uh, even if it's, like, cars, right? Like, you, you have to take that excellence. I want this to be good. And if you can master in that area, it's easier to take that to other areas of your life. Yeah. So um, that's a big thing for me is, like, just you need to get good at something and then I, it's easier for me to say, like, hey, you're, you're good at, at sports. Yeah. Let's, let's take that same energy and get good at, like, learning, you right? You have to apply yourself in one area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you're just constantly opting out and just yeah. going to entertainment on your phone, on this, Clash of Clans, you know, snapping pictures, like, every 10 seconds. I get the, I get the urge, man. I get it. Adults are on their phone just as much. I think it's baloney that we're, like, harder on you guys. Yeah. But I think adults most of the time learn how to, like, do it at appropriate times. Yeah. And students sometimes are opting out. This sucks. Let's check Snap. Yeah. And I guarantee it's boring. Your friends are boring. They're yeah. in another class yeah. being bored. Yeah. So I don't, I don't, so you got to just be like, all right, I'm here. How do I do well? And it's hard. It's a struggle. Yeah. I was a bad student in high school. So, like, yeah. part of it is my learning. I didn't learn it till I was in college and work. And so I'm like, man, I could have done a lot better in certain areas of my life if I'd have learned this earlier, yeah. right? So but. so effort, it does equal success, and, and that doesn't mean effort in your subject, just effort in overall life. Yeah, Except I mean, if I were to talk to each of you guys, you want to do well in life, so you got to practice it now. Yeah, you I don't care where you're practicing. Different things and, and I, I do believe it. Like, excellence is not an act, it's a habit. You've got yeah. to build a habit for excellence somewhere in your life and then you've got to learn how to like take that and apply it to all areas yeah because you don't want to you don't want to peak in high school man yeah <laughs> i don't want to peak at 40 you should like i want i want to like hey man like i've got what 80 90 years like i i don't want those last 20 years to just be like well did what I did. time to take my morning walk like i want yeah. to be excelling when i'm 70 i want to be excelling mm -hmm. when i'm 80 you know yeah in all those areas because yeah. it's like they say life is short no it's the opposite. Life is the longest thing you're going to deal with. Yeah. There's nothing that's going to be longer than your life sure by that. default. Yeah. So if you've got 80 years, if you've got 30 years, you want to like get as much out of it, right? Yeah. Like the YOLO, like life is short. No, it's yeah. the opposite. Like life is long, so like take advantage of it. Yeah. <laughs> and don't think that just because you're not interested in this doesn't mean it won't apply to other things right, that you right, are right. interested yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. And I think, get, I, to be honest, I think seniors sometimes get it the most. They yeah. sometimes apply it the least. But I think there's, like, this switch that you guys kind of figure out your senior year. Like, you start to see all the holes in your character. And it's mm -hmm. kind of interesting to be like, yeah, I should have done that. I yeah. should have been better. It's some second guessing. And my whole thing is, like, that's all right, man. Let's just get back just on get and go. Better, right? better. Yeah, yeah. Um, I can't speak for other teachers and how they feel, but... I noticed that when like a student excels in my area or finds that passion in my area, they often will start doing better in other areas because it starts to like bleed over yeah. and translate, right? Yeah. And it's my opinion, they start to be better friends, they start to be better 
you know, this like significant sort of, others, boyfriends, girlfriends, yeah. like excellence, like is this like momentum thing? Yeah, yeah. And being being a sucker and just opting out is also momentum. Yeah. Someone I can tell somebody. I usually tell tell parents when they come in, like most of your kids' habits have been set by now. Like they're they're fifteen, man. Mm -hmm. Fifteen years of habits. You think between fifteen and eighteen, we're gonna do these miracles? Yeah. No, but we can like slowly get them to like care about something, whether it's yeah. music. Sports, marketing, business, or your job, do, or they already do care about something, and you just yeah, and you got you got to let them like we're often getting kids that are like I'm into this, and it's like dude, you've got to find that here. So yeah. also, and this is a big thing. I am I don't talk about this in class that much. I probably should is like finding communities of excellence, so that you can find people who are into what you're into, but like make you better. Yeah. So that you don't think you're the best, right? So uh -huh. that's like for me, it's like you know, for me, it's like uh, my deck of kids are all like it's a group of kids that are trying to outcompete each other to get better. Yeah. Uh, sports is is like that by yeah. default, right? Or, or like if you're a car guy, you need to find other car people that make you better yeah. at that, so that you have a community of excellence, not just yeah. in your mind. Because what I find out is kids think they're the best at something because they've watched like a hundred hours of YouTube on something. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, so has everybody else, man. Yeah. So you've got to find that group that's like pushes you to do. It's like yeah, inspires you. It's like all competition, but in the best way possible. Yeah, yeah, and and it should be if it's your community, it's a little bit more chill. Yeah. Because you guys are like helping each other. Like, yeah, it's not, friendly competition. Yeah, yeah, you're not like cutthroat, but you're like, yeah. You know, still want to be better. Yeah. Yeah, 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 and and like when you're talking sports, and I I walk in and Jack will be talking with guys like. Um, in Clark's class, Clark is pretty good about like using that to like talk about something casual to make you want to be better. Does that make sense? Like, oh, it's I'm into just watching football, but like, man, did you see how this happened? And then you get excited, and then and I don't know, yeah. a community oh, yeah. of excellence. I, I should talk about it more because I really believe in it. Like, yeah. in order to get better in something, you need to have people around you that are also into it and are better than you and want to get better themselves. Yeah. yeah. Because, and especially, and I'm going to put this out there for, for dudes and bros. In my opinion, guys tend to not want to, like, spur each other to be better. They try to, like, drag each other down to the lowest common denominator. And it's a thing yeah. I've, I've had my whole life, and I get it. But we also have to be like, hey, man, instead of, like, always dragging each other down to, like, this base level, let's be excited for the guys that are, like, doing yeah. well and, like, not, like tear them down Dude, yeah. guys in particular for some reason yeah that's definitely a common theme I yeah that. like whenever and I I get it like teachers do it too but I'm always like trying to push back against that because I've had a lot of cool people in my life that were like really good at something and then like I was inspired to be better you know what I mean yeah. and that was way better than me just like this sucks with my friends Dragging you know down to the ear and <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 complaining right like we yeah. to complain so yeah. All right, do we have a few more questions for Jack? And let's do one more question for each, and then we'll wrap it up. Okay, I got one for Jack. Um, how would you say that teachers kind of push the material, like help you understand the material, I guess? Um, it just depends on the teacher again. Like some teachers, we just do notes, and then they just give us worksheets. Some teachers go through a few like problems with us. And that's really how I say teachers push the learning in this school. I mean, it works well for me. I like to, t typically I like to see 
how it's done first. I mean, that's how I feel. Mm. I work the best. It's and good. like Mr. Lin was saying, uh, hopefully teachers are kind of like building a uh, relationship between the students so they're more engaged in the class. You think that teachers do that for the most part? Or? Yeah, I'd say so. At the beginning of the year, there's always a lot of room for that. And I feel like most teachers do a good job or at least try to get that point across and connect with the students. Like one of the conversations to piggyback off what Jack was saying that teachers are always in is why students get pulled to different types of teachers. And it's because we're different types of people. And I think that's what he said. Like you have four years here to figure out what type of learning do you like? Yeah. I'll be honest. I'm a lot. Like I get it. I know who I am as a teacher. I know like, hey, 8.30 a.m. Mr. Lin is shouting and it's a lot. And it made, a lot of people like that. Oh my God, a lot of energy from Lynn, right? But other people are like, it's too much, man. It's too much. And hey, good on you. There are other teachers in this building who are low energy, just yeah. as good, yeah. just as great, right? So I want to push you that direction so that you can feel, yeah. like we were saying, it's important to feel comfortable and to find what, what gets you stoked. Um, the idea that every good teacher is some sort of extrovert like me is just false. Yeah. Absolutely false. Most of my my best teachers in life were like introverts that were like soft spoken and I was just always shocked that like, man, this person's really good at their job, right? Like yeah. <laughs> um, and the other thing, and I always say this to my students, um, it's good to have teachers that you don't like. And I know that's hard to hear, but it means that there's I mean, there's different people and Mr. Lin has a lot of students that like him and a lot of students that don't. It's okay. It's okay. Mm -hmm. we're, we're all different people and we connect with people. And it sets you up for some good stories later in life. You, yeah. like, <laughs> like, oh, I had this teacher and man, they were crazy, right? Like, yeah. Most of the time when I don't like the teacher, it's because I don't like what I'm learning about. Fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. I go into the class, I'm like, yeah, I don't want to learn about math right now. And then the teacher starts talking, I'm like, yeah, I don't really. Yeah, yeah, that's fair want to hear about this subject right now yeah that's fair yeah yeah like you come in with a bias right yeah. like you're already like tuned out before yeah, I'm already like, yeah i yeah. don't really want to learn about math in general so <laughs> yeah yeah i get it i get it but i think jack i mean jack's laid it out you gotta you gotta find the teachers that you like you gotta try it out you gotta find out teachers that teach to, in a style that you find engaging or interesting um and i, I like lhs because we have all sorts like introverted outspoken quiet, loud, like you can find your spot here yeah. in the school, but you got to find it, right? But it's what, not going to find you. Yeah. Right, right. It can be difficult if you're just hoping to land in it. And I think yeah. Jack's like been intentional about it. And that's yeah. probably why he's had the success that he has and like feeling good mm -hmm. as a student where a lot of seniors are like, I didn't find that space. Mm -hmm. and, and this, yeah. yeah, yeah. And I like what you said about your, it's good to have teachers you don't like because in real life you're gonna have coworkers you don't like, yeah, you're gonna yeah. have bosses you don't like. And, and everybody's like, well, it's because of the teacher. And I'm like, are you sure it's not you? Yeah. And sometimes I remember looking mm -hmm. back in high school now and I'm like, sometimes it was me. Yeah, I was kind of ashamed. I didn't like that teacher, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, we'll get one more question for Mr. Lynn. Um, So why should anyone else be a teacher? Why do you be a teacher? And do you care about the future of America, or are you just here getting paid to babysit? Yeah. Uh, I've got a good quote for this, um, and it'll be nice and pithy uh, for the pod. Uh, <laughs> so I used to work with adults in, like, rehab situations, like, recovering through, like, drug and alcohol abuse and whatnot. And it was a good job. I really enjoyed it. Um, but there's something that, like, like switched within me, and it's... It's summarized in a quote by Frederick Douglass, and he says, 
it's easier to build strong children than fix broken adults. And I really like it. And it really like resonated with me. Like I was really trying to fix adults and help them get through things. And it was tough. Mm-hmm. It was tough. Cause we're talking about those habits up to 15. Yeah. I was dealing with adults that were 55, right? Yeah. 55 years of habits. And it just hit me. I was like, Oh man, kids are open. They're at this point where they're trying to figure things out. Yeah. And it's easier to build strong children than fix broken adults. Yeah, and definitely. If I try and talk to my grandparents about anything, you can't change their mind. Right, right, you, right, you, right. I can't even change my parents' mind on anything. Sure. It's, it's like tough. once it's there, it's, it's, it's there. It's yeah. there. Yeah. So that, that, that's my thing. That's why I like when I'm in, I like to make a difference, but like, I think making a difference at high school is, it pays off long long term right like if we can get kids to change some habits change some perspectives learn something that they're passionate about now who they are when they're 50 is very different as opposed to if i'm working with somebody who's 55 man it's a it's a grind those things grind yeah Yeah. so all right well thank you guys for coming in today thank Um, you thanks jack yeah thank you jack thanks jack for coming in the short (laughs) later yeah notice (laughs) thank you mr lynn awesome thank you catch you guys later that was a great podcast, Ethan. Yeah, no, that was great. I'm glad that we got to have Mr. Lynn and Jack Stegner in here. Yeah, I've never met Mr. Lynn, but he has a lot to say. Oh, really? Yeah. I've had him for just this year, but I really he's a liked, teacher. I really liked when he said that excellence is a habit. It's not just a one-time thing. That really stood out to me. Yeah, no, he. Uh, it actually seems that he cares about all of his students, and he wants to push every single one of us to succeed. He probably even pushes the teachers to succeed. Yeah. Thanks so much for joining us on yet for yet another episode of Peak of Existence. Special guests Jack Stegner and Richie Lynn. This episode was produced by Ryan Mowry, Max Olson, and me, Easton Davison. Don't forget to listen to any of our previous episodes if you haven't gotten a chance to do that already. Me and my friend, fellow producer, just published an episode of Loveland's Best Sports Moments. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on Spotify, Apple Music, Google Podcasts, or anywhere you stream your audio. Our hosts and producers are Jerrica Shaw, Caleb Karki, Taylor Brewster, and me, Max Olson. The Peak of Existence is recorded in the Peak Studio, a space designed for staff and students by Jillian Cherry, Tatum Gibson, Avery Hedon, and Lindsay Spence. Steve Phantom provides the music for our podcast. The Peak of Existence is supported by the Thompson School District. The Peak Studio is located at Loveland High School in beautiful northern Colorado. Mm-hmm.